0: Perfect.
1: Isn't it? Hey. <laughs> I do love this song though. I love that song. Kid Cuddy has been one of my major inspirations. He's a he's a great artist with a great message.
0: And just everything he's been through on top of that.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's why I always resonated with him. Was, uh, I, I share a lot of these kind of mental mental experiences he's been through. So he's helped me, a lot, helped me out a lot through his music.
0: Man, that's awesome. Yo! Microphone check, 1212. My name is Marcus Bullard, uh, host of the Marked Up podcast, presented to you by the Catfish Network LLC. I am here with a very special guest this morning. I keep saying this evening in my head. It's like, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, but he goes by the name of Sean Kikoa. Did I pronounce that right? Kikoa. Kikoa. Uh, close enough, man. Um. <laughs> yep, you're all good. But um, man, it's good to hear from you, man. Um, I initially reached out to you over Instagram, which I rarely do, but I need to start doing more of because people are perceptive. They they like to engage with people who follow them. Um,
1: oh, definitely, definitely. And
0: you have a large fan base, so I didn't think. Hey, I just I kind of just went for it, man. You have a large fan base. Um.
1: Yeah. and yeah, so I
0: mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh.
1: Exactly. Why not?
0: Um, how are you doing this morning, bro?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, I'm kind of on the home stretch of getting over a little cold since I got back from my work trip, but uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm living life. I'm doing what I do. That's awesome.
0: I'm very happy to hear that. I hope you get better inhale emergency and all that good stuff. That's what I do. That's what I've
1: been doing. I've yeah. been down in that stuff. <laughs>
0: um, so I like to make it a point before I start um, all my podcast to I'm not big on controversy. Um okay some okay. things might get said raunchy here and there. That's cool. That's whatever. It's life. But don't say anything to incriminate yourself or myself and, and we're good. <laughs> we're golden.
1: Yep. Yeah, don't plan on it. So we're we're chilling.
0: Thank you kindly. Um so we're gonna start off light. Uh why don't you tell the listeners um who don't already know you um where you're from.
1: Yeah, so uh I'm originally from uh Portland, Oregon. Uh born and raised here grew up here until i was uh, about 18 graduated high school and then uh a lot of my family my mom was born and raised in uh, hawaii and that's where a lot of my family is from and i also got hawaiian in my blood and so after high school moved out there and uh tried college out for a year found out college wasn't really my thing and so uh, lived out there <laughs> and then moved moved back to uh moved back to portland after hawaii got way too expensive <laughs>
0: yeah 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 um how so? When you say expensive, describe that to me. How expensive is why?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess the best way that I can equate it is uh, if you if anyone has lived in like New York or really in like Los Angeles, it's it's really like that. But it's more on the fact that it's an island, and so everything over there has to be imported, and so um, everything from housing to uh, even milk that you go buy at the grocery store is just five to ten dollars more than you're going to spend on the mainland and and it's uh with, with housing it's it there's limited space so with the right. amount of people that live there it's just it makes everything more expensive
0: isn't gas really high over there
1: oh oh yeah definitely i mean um it, it's it's pretty comparable like i said to, to Los california Los so, yeah, and uh yeah all, all those places i mean it's usually four or five bucks a gallon compared to where i live in portland it's like probably mid threes mid to low threes so it's it's crazy Jesus, man.
0: Do you have to pump your own gas? Because I was in in New Jersey one time, and uh, this guy tried to pump my gas for me. I almost had to fight him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so in Hawaii, um, it it was actually a culture shock. So growing up in Portland, we are one of the very few states where uh, we actually don't pump our own gas. We have gas attendants who pump our gas in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And so when I went over to Hawaii, I um, was not used to pumping my own gas. And so I would sit – the first couple times I went to go get gas, I was sitting in my truck just – waiting for someone to come out and pump my gas and then i realized uh damn i have to really yeah. pump my own gas
0: it's kind of a it's not a hassle obviously you pump your own gas you kind of have to do that like if you're with your girl or something like that you, you get out and pump the gas for her type stuff yeah of course but of course when you have an attendant you gotta tip him as well right
1: uh no we don't tip our attendants no Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't believe there's any obligation to, uh, tip at least I've, I've never done it and I've never seen anyone else do it. So I don't think okay. that it's a, it's a thing to tip the attendance.
0: I guess in my head, um, I guess in my head, cause I never, cause, okay. I was in New Jersey and dude tried to pump a gas for me. I'm thinking like, okay, a customer service or like a server, a restaurant, whatever you, you tip them. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, cool, but I didn't want him to pump it. Cause I'm from the South, bro. You do, you do it yourself. Um, yeah. I don't want to be at a QT or a Sphinx or something like that. And someone walks up to me like, Hey, I'm, I'm opening your car casket thing and, and pumping gas for you. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> privacy is a good thing. Um, so before you hopped on the phone with me, you were in Mexico city, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. I was in Mexico city for uh, five days.
0: Doing what per
1: se? Um, so I, uh, got picked up by a videography agency, um, a few months ago. And so nice. I've been working with them, uh, for uh, corporate videography. So we film um, commercials and documentaries for a variety of different big companies. And uh, I was in Mexico City filming a documentary for um, a kind of offset part of AT&T, which is called AT&T Foundry. And uh, they do a lot of work in finding ways to make our world and make people's jobs, um, whether that's within AT&T or people who are trying to make the world a better place and, uh, creating and inventing different things to revolutionize the world.
0: Eat (laughs) That's a lot. You got a lot going on, but that sounds fun. It sounds, sounds creative. It sounds like you're part of something special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: it, It was definitely special. It's really cool.
0: Do you frequent, uh, doing things like that a lot?
1: Um, this, well, traveling in that sense, uh, this was the first time I've ever traveled, uh, for work. And, um, let alone travel outside of the United States, uh, into Mexico. So it was a crazy experience, but, um, it's kind of been the start, uh, of a, of a whole new thing. I just got word that I'm going to be going to, uh, Texas next month, uh, to film a commercial as well. So it's, uh, really all starting, but this was the first kind of start of my travel.
0: I got you. Um, what, what, uh, what places have you been so far, I guess? Yeah.
1: Um, so I've been to a few different States within the United States. I mean, I've been to California living in, um, Oregon. I've, I've been to the kind of whole West coast. So Washington, California, mm-hmm. um, but, and, and then Hawaii, but really I've never been outside of the United States besides this brand new trip to uh, Mexico city. Yeah.
0: I went to Mexico one time and I was for, well, I guess I've been outside twice now. I went to Jamaica, um, okay. a couple years ago. And then, um, on my honeymoon, I went to Mexico, which is fun, um, but so how do I put this if if I'm in Portland, Oregon, how mm-hmm. much of a west coast feel is it versus like you about to be in Texas or if you've been to New Jersey, if you've been to the Carolinas or Florida, like how do do you like the west coast living?
1: Um yeah, yeah, I do like the west coast living. Um it's it's really I mean, when you kind of, when you think of the West coast, mostly people kind of just think of like California and the Mm. surfer vibe and all that type of stuff, or, um, the kind of easy living type life. Um, it's, it's like that it's, but I mean, really where I live in Portland, it's, it's a lot different. There's a large variety of different kinds of people and cultures and, uh, and mindsets and how people think. And so it's kind of a melting pot of a lot of different people, but, um, I, I love it. It's, it's really cool. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm not really tied down. I, I love going to new places. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't rather live in the West Coast than the East Coast or, or Midwest. But um, I do love having access to a lot of water and ocean. Do, you, is, uh, uh,
0: yeah. do you get a lot of um, – well, I, I got to assume because it snows never. It, it rains <laughs> uh, on every Friday in Los Angeles. But, like, on the West Side, do you get a lot of uh, good winters or is it just like a, just like a heat wave every day?
1: Yeah, so uh, Portland, Portland, Portland is more north, Really, zone. yeah, it's more north. It's it's really weird. So um, for for anybody that's been to to Seattle and, and Washington State, um, it's Portland is a, just kind of a smaller version of Seattle. It rains and is cold uh, about nine months out of the year. So Jeez. it's it's kind of depressing weather uh, the majority of the year, but. We uh, we get some snow, we get some harsh weather, but it's uh, during the winter. But it, it's really um, bipolar. It's it's weird. Some winters will be no snow and just dry and cold, and then other winters will get like two and a half feet of snow. It's it's really random. And then summers, it gets pretty hot here. It Usually gets into like the eighties to about low hundreds sometimes. With the humidity
0: and stuff like that too.
1: Yeah, definitely um, humidity.
0: Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about Portland though. Um, it's, uh, is it a beautiful city? Again, I've never it, been. It's a-
1: yeah, it's it's a beautiful city. I mean, it's it's smaller. It's a smaller city than uh, most cities you'll go to, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's definitely weird. One thing you'll hear about Portland is uh, keep it weird. So it's it, it's interesting over here. Okay. Some of the things you'll see.
0: So, um, just to get back on the modeling and everything like that. So when you travel, um, like I said, I've been to Mexico for my honeymoon, and that was more of leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got married, having a good time. X, Y, and Z. Now for you, uh, traveling traveling to these places for a specific cause it's a business trip. Um, mm-hmm. is it just another, uh, day in the life at that point, because you've been to the X, Y, and Z place, or is it like you can, you can kind of relax there too and have your fun as well as doing your job?
1: Um, you know, we, we tried to, uh, that, that's what I love about who the people I work with and, and my boss, especially, um, we were there for business and we're there to get what we got to do done. And, uh, but there's a sense of we want to enjoy what we're doing as well. And so that, um, that comes into the fact of when, when the day is done and we've done the work that we, we've needed to do, we, uh, we do go and have fun and, and we try to uh, make the best of the situation we're at. I mean, when I was in Mexico, we were, we were working long days and we were all exhausted, but uh, we uh, kind of put that aside and we, we wanted to go enjoy ourselves. And so that's what we did as well. So it's kind of that little balance of uh, work and play.
0: Yeah. Got a little family outing together or something like that. Just go and kick it. Enjoy your day. Got you. Exactly. That's very important. People, I know people um, personally within the company I just left, uh, a guy died because he was so stressed from the said job. He was older. He just had a um, a stroke. Yeah, it sucks. Big time. I think my last day with the company was the day of his funeral. um, Oh my god. Here in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. But um, (laughs) you just gotta take time to actually sit back and and, and reflect and be like, yeah, I, I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing or, t- or make yourself take a vacation. He deserved a vacation. He was old. I think he was about to retire, um, mm-hmm. but he was, he was getting there. And then one day he just, he just, he just gave out on him. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh,
1: yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. You want to get what you got to do done. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of stress that comes with the job that you do, but you also gotta, you also gotta enjoy what you do. And that, that comes with playing a little bit because you have to, take into account the, the amazing things you did and give yourself that credit.
0: Exactly. I know you said you uh, went to college for X amount of semesters or whatever, and then you realized mm-hmm. college is not for you. And um, I've all, I'm always a big stickler about getting your education, make sure you're, you're set. Because um, mm-hmm. nowadays you got to have a, a master's just to get anywhere. Um, but sometimes you don't need the structure of an educational system to find out what you really want to do in life and go pursue it and go do it. Yeah. And so yep. you're a living testimony of that. And I'm, I'm very proud to hear that you you accomplished such a big feat. Um, and yeah, are yeah. actually enjoying your life with it. Um, yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, my mom, my mom was kind of the same way. I mean, she pushed me to really, uh, really do school because she mm-hmm. had that same mindset. Um, but I, I've kind of been a big believer that, you know, uh, if you know what you want to do and, and you have the drive and the motivation and you don't necessarily need a degree to do what you want to do, then, um, don't don't put yourself through that. And if, if school isn't working out for you and it's it's creating more stress than where you think it can set you up to be, then uh, then don't put yourself through that. And uh, of course, there's lawyers and doctors that you got to go to school and you got to get that degree. Yeah, certain professions. Um, but, e- exactly. But uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that you can learn far more through work experience and self-teaching that uh, you can really make a great life for yourself.
0: Exactly, man. And most of the stuff I did um, as a freelancer, I learned off of YouTube, man. I didn't go to school for specific things. I actually went to grad school for a semester and realized it wasn't for me, so I had to I had to to boogie on out of there. But I had a lot going on at the time. I was getting married. Um, I was trying to keep a full time job. I was trying to travel back and forth from Clemson mm-hmm. to Greenville. Um, it was just I had a lot going on, and so I had to drop it. But like everything I learned, that I did freelance off of Instagram and selling graphic design and art and stuff, mm-hmm. came from uh, YouTube. Nothing you can't learn that, off of YouTube, man. If you're motivated yeah. and, and driven, you can find a way to get something done. You know what I'm
1: saying? That's the same exact thing for me. I mean, when I when I dropped out of college and uh, realized that videography is what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. that's for the two years straight, that's where I learned everything was, was through YouTube. I learned all of my editing. I learned uh, yeah. how to film. I learned mm-hmm. everything about what I know about cameras was all from YouTube. And uh, you can learn a lot from that place. It's I, crazy. Uh,
0: I'm saving up right now. Uh, to get a Sony A7II. Okay. Um, I think that's a wonderful camera. I use a, a Nikon right now, but it's, Nikons are better for stills, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. A shout-out to Nikon. Not going to hurt if you hit me up. But um, <laughs> it's just that certain certain um, devices are used for certain things. Do you, as a content creator, uh, going to switch it over now, uh, use a certain mm-hmm. device when you uh, record or, or do your pictures? Because I see you have videos also on your page, not just uh, uh, photo shoots
1: yeah yeah. so um, well a lot of the photos that I uh, that I have on my Instagram are either done by um, other photographers who I get in contact with who take it of me and they use a variety of different cameras as well um, I usually tend to use Canon products I uh, have been using a t6i for a while nice. um, I'm planning on getting an, a canon adD um, but then with my job we use some very expensive ride cameras and uh, anamorphic cameras with anamorphic lenses and things like that that are just very sophisticated that takes a long time to learn, but, uh, yeah.
0: YouTube. I'm not afraid to learn something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, so you get to be a director of some of the, of the coolest stuff you post. Um, is, are you more modeling versus directing or, or do you favor one over the other?
1: Um, you know, I, I love kind of the whole aspect, and I think that's why I loved getting into YouTube uh, initially and what kind of drove me to with my agency and what I do now is um, I love all of it. I've always been an extremely creative person, and so uh, I was always good at whether that was creative direction and then organizing my thoughts and ideas of the video that I wanted to create, and then I was also very good at being able to put that into product, so um, filming as well as doing all of the editing myself and uh that whole creation process of the post production. And so um d I, I don't know. I don't think I favor anything um over the other, but mm-hmm. I I just kinda love the whole the whole thing packed together.
0: Kind of like a jack of all trades, you can do just about anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um so many people spend uh years and years trying to be uh content uh directors, content creators. Um, whether mm-hmm. it be the Instagram model or the I'm actually going to a photo shoot over here or we're going to go over here and shoot this and create something for YouTube or the gram or Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So if people take years, and years, whether it's in the corporate world or you're trying to work for a university as a content creator for their sports team or their, or their student council, whatever they have nowadays, um, what motivated you? It's like You went to school, then you didn't say it wasn't for you, but then you started doing this. Mm-hmm. What motivated you to get to that point?
1: Yeah. Um, What really motivated me was that I wanted to do something that made me happy and something that I could control within my life. And uh, I I had, like I said before, I had always been a creative person and I was really just desperate to try to find a way that I could use my creativity in the right way and, and use it to my best ability. And uh, I, once I realized what I could really do with social media, with Instagram and YouTube and the messages that I could send and the work that I could share from where I'm sitting at to all over the world to a bunch of different people, um, that's what really motivated me.
0: Gotcha. Well, and have, has that come into fruition? Uh, what was that? Has that come into fruition? I think I'm saying that right. Uh, have you been motivating people? And, and-
1: uh I- yeah, I mean, I, I've been I've been trying my best and so far I've gotten some some great feedback from a lot of people um, just trying to inspire in the best way that I can. And uh, I've been in I, every day I get DMs from different people um, from all walks of life with some of them have less than 100 followers. Some of them have thousands to tens of thousands. And uh, it, it's it's amazing to be able to talk to these people and um, share my walk of life and their walk of life um, when we don't even know each other. It's just right. we connected on a social media platform, and it's 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 an amazing thing that we have access to now that we can uh, really help each other when we don't even need to meet eye to eye anymore.
0: I feel like you're a very personable person um, just from this conversation, because like I said, I hit you up off Instagram. The way I grew up off Instagram or uh, social media, Twitter, stuff like that, people are not going to respond to your DM. That was that's, that's, that just first and foremost. People just don't want to respond to a DM. Even if you're hitting them up saying, hey, you're doing a great job, continue to do what you do, you don't even mm-hmm. send pair hands back. You know what I'm saying? So to have someone that's that open um, with what he does, obviously uh, from the pictures and the uh, uh, videos you post, just to translate that back to the DM, then you're very uh, open to having a conversation with somebody. You never just huh. turn your back to somebody. That's that's a big that's a big deal to certain people. Like you said, if you have less than 100 followers, you might be brand new to Instagram. Having that experience with somebody who's uh, – if i had a 100 followers and y'all saw you with uh 10 10k um i would mm-hmm. think like he's never going to reply to me but i'm going to send him this this video this uh this this post and um, hope he has a good day. Blah blah. blah. Just to hit, have you hit me back would be a great thing. I think that's the that's good good juju, good karma coming yeah. back your way. You know what I'm saying? Like just to spread that positivity. Like, hey, if I make it up here, so can you. Type vibe. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, definitely. And like that's that's the stance that I initially took when I got into this whole thing was um, uh, like with what you said. A lot of people when they see someone that has tens of thousands mm-hmm. or hundreds of thousands of followers, that it's like if if I DM this person, they probably get so many DMs, or they're probably so high up ego wise that they won't respond to me just because I have a hundred followers and um, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Had I not reached out to people that um, I tried to create a connection with that I probably knew that maybe they wouldn't respond, but it's like, you never know unless you try. And so for me, I really wanted to uh, make that a priority that I want to help as many people as I possibly can. And I I don't, I I don't have a sense of I'm better than you because I have more followers. I think that's, that's so dumb. And I, I think that, That's kind of a problem with a lot of the influencers we have with social media. Um, And so I I really that's the stance I took to try to make a change on my social media is to connect with as many people as possible, because we're all in this together. We're all part of the same world. We're all humans and we have to feed off of each other and we have to help each other in any way that we can.
0: Got you, man. That's the best beautiful thing. man. I'm glad that that's happening. Because um, more people need to be like that, honestly. Because we, if we help each other, it'd be a more beautiful world, man. Even though the world's already beautiful, but we can also help it along. You know. I agree. I agree. Um, so, our, I gotta assume that this is not this is not freelance work because you are with the company and you're doing X, Y, and Z. But is there <laughs> um, a certain sense of freedoms that come along with what you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I I try to uh, I try to kind of I don't know uh, separate what i do corporately with my job as well as what i do with my social media (coughs) sorry excuse me my social media and uh so there's from my social media aspect there's that sense of freedom where um i'm doing what what i want to do and i i put out the content and i spread the messages of everything from my mind and everything that i think of um to try to help people and what correlates to my message um what's super great with what i do corporate wise with my agency is my, my my boss is very um, inspirational, and he is always inspiring me and encouraging me to work on uh, my personal projects as well. And he um, he said to me we had a meeting a few weeks ago where he said um, that the one thing he wished he would have done was work on his own personal projects to to elevate himself. And uh, he said that he said to me that if there's any possible way that he can help me and what I'm also striving to do outside of the agency. He would love to help, and so there's there's that sense of freedom in all that I do, and that's what truly makes me happy and what makes me love what I do every single day.
0: Yeah, you gotta have a good boss <laughs> first yeah. and foremost. No matter what you do, if you're yes. not if you're not um if you if you're not independent and you work for somebody, you gotta understand that the workplace is a is a sensitive place, mm-hmm. and um, certain things can be said or, or done, and you you're gonna hate what you do. So I mean, you gotta appreciate what your boss does, and that, that sounds like he's a great guy. Uh, what's his name?
1: Uh his name is Slater Dixon. He's he's an amazing guy and he, he really he really took a chance on me. I mean when I when he brought me onto the agency, I uh I don't I, I didn't know really anything about corporate jobs. Um I knew more YouTube side and I knew more social media and kind of freelancing amateur videography. And uh, he brought me in because he saw a light in me that um that he I guess didn't see in, in a lot of other people. And uh, he gave me that opportunity to be what I am right now. And he helps elevate me every single day, which awesome. is uh, just absolutely amazing. And it makes, it makes your life and what you do so much better when you have a boss that, that motivates you like that and helps you. 100%. How
0: long have you been, uh, how long have you been modeling? You said he took a chance on you.
1: Um, yeah. So, well, I've been, uh, let's see. I think I started modeling when I first moved to Hawaii, um, which was, I believe summer late summer of 2017 um i had a few people telling me that like i i had a good look for modeling and uh, one of my really good friends peyton um had been a model for years and she was telling me hey you should just try and go submit to a few different agencies because i think that you have a pretty pretty great look that um that that people will love and so kind of just gave it a shot and submitted to a few different agencies. And then I ended up um, signing with an agency and modeling uh, officially for an agency for about a year and a half.
0: Got Gotcha. Um, do they have any say-so of what you post? I know I already asked that, but like does the modeling agency have any say-so of what you can and cannot post?
1: Um yes and no so uh when when you sign with an agency there's a contract and so there's uh certain things that you you can and can't do with your body so like um one of the main things is that uh, i couldn't go get any tattoos unless it was pre-approved from them and uh and then with uh pictures that i post um it kind of depended if it was a more um personable post uh something that i took and something that i was putting out there wasn't really much say on that but if it was branded content, or if it was something that was coming from a uh, specific shoot that my agency got for me, then uh, there was some say in what I could uh, caption and how that picture could come off. Like, um, I wasn't able to edit anything else about that picture, um, unless I got the authorization to do that. It had to have been what the uh, photographer and what that um, company had edited and created, and then I'd post that.
0: That's nuts. I didn't. I didn't think you couldn't edit your own photos. Um, I mean, obviously it's the company's photo by that time. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't like something and they still wanted to put it out, you, you're kind of forced to either keep it or put it out. And so you get, you have a fan base to appease to. You have to put something mm-hmm. out. Dang, I'm sorry, bro. Well, I'm not sorry. You you like it, so <laughs> I mean, it's really whatever. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was. It's more of. Um, I mean, what what was good was we. I, I everyone in the agency, and, and this is with most agencies. Um, you have a choice for casting calls. So they they. It's like a job. They offer you a casting call that you can go to, or you can decline. And uh, if you agree and like the like the company that is doing the casting call, and you like the vision of the pictures and the idea of what you're gonna do and model for, then uh, you can totally go for it. Um, but you have that freedom to either accept or decline that, uh, specific job. So you weren't really, it wasn't forced into anything mm-hmm. besides, um, that end product, gotcha. but uh, you kind of initially agreed into it.
0: Um, do you have, so is the page that I DM'd uh, your personal page or your, uh, a professional page?
1: Uh, so that's my personal professional page. Um, mm-hmm. I also run a, uh, kind of amateur photography page as well. Um, but that, yeah, my Sean.Kikoa, um, on Instagram is, is my main account. Yes.
0: Um. So if it is your personal page, you can post whatever you want on that mm-hmm. page. Okay, so um, as long as you can still <laughs> run your own IG, that's where I was going to like draw the line. Why oh, can't you post a picture of me and my mom or something like that? Um, yeah. That's a little heavy to say, like, yeah. hey, I signed a contract, Mom. You can't be seen anymore. Like That's that's crazy. <laughs> um, how old are you, bro?
1: Um, I'm 20. I turn 21 in January next year. Wow, man. That's, that's
0: awesome. You've, you've done a lot of living. Uh, most people don't get to do a lot of this stuff or see a lot of stuff you've seen uh, by the time they are 20 um so yeah. big ups to you man proud of that um, thank you so out of curiosity everyone has that uh that lawyer doctor astronaut uh, ant man I mean, Batman one day what 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 <laughs> did you want to be when you were, were a kid
1: you know when uh when I I've thought about this question a lot ever since I was young and uh I I've I've played every almost every single sport. I mean, baseball, football, basketball, mm-hmm. track, lacrosse. Um, I, I've I've been through a lot of different um, things and professions in school and all that. And I never really knew um, or, or thought about a specific profession that I wanted to go into. I always kind of just thought that I wanted I want no matter what I did, I wanted to be happy, and I wanted to control my life, and I wanted to do something that I love. And, uh, if I wasn't doing something that I loved, I knew that I wouldn't be happy in my life. And so that's what kind of drove me to find the, the, that avenue and that profession. And then inevitably led me to videography because I just absolutely loved it and woke up every single morning, excited to do what I was doing. That's awesome, bro.
0: Um, for your videography, um, do you use what kind of a handheld, I'm blanking on the, on the name. I should be better at this. Um, (laughs) A gimbal? Do you use a gimbal?
1: Uh yeah, so I use a gimbal sometimes. I use a stabilizer stabilizer sometimes. There we go. Uh, sometimes it's also just handheld. Um I've learned a few tricks as well with camera straps and how to uh kind of wrap it around your neck to allow more stabilization as well. If I didn't have my gimbal or stabilizer with me or when I was starting it didn't have the money to buy a stabilizer. So uh there's a I use a variety of different things, but um I try to keep it try to keep it pretty organic and just straight from me.
0: Yeah because not every I mean I, I like using the stabilizer um even though I did blank on the name but there's different brands and everything like that. I don't find one attractive for my Nikon. That's why I want to get a Sony They're lightweight. This Nikon's bulky, man. It's it's a 53 <laughs> uh 5300. It's not really oh, Okay. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. But uh yeah, yeah. I, once I get a better frame, uh mirrorless, that's that's the, that's the goal, man. I don't even know what I'm going to record. It's kind of like, "Oh, I don't want to put this out of it. it's not going to be good." But then I also <laughs> said on my very first episode, "Just get up and get out and do something." You know what I'm saying? Don't care about what the post or who's gonna, how people perceive it. You're gonna like it and that's why you should do something. And so that's, I gotta take my own advice on that.
1: Exactly. And that's that's a lot of advice that I give to people that come to me through uh, DMs or even a couple friends who have tried to get into photography Mm -hmm. and videography or even just really anything that you wanna do creative wise. Like, just do it. Go out and shoot and just create. And whether or not you're gonna post it at the end of the day or not, the only way that you're going to get better and figure out that if you actually love this thing that you're doing is if you go out and do it. And so, give yourself that that um, sense of security and give yourself that motivation to go and just trust yourself to to make something. And one of my one of the main things I always tell people is, if you're going out and creating something start with the mindset that no one else will ever see this because then it comes straight from you and what you want and straight from your heart and your mind. And you have no sense of judgment or uh, what the society is expecting. And it's just you. And then what might come from that is something truly amazing that you will end up sharing to people. 100%. Let's,
0: let's talk about editing real quick. I just, okay. I just thought about this question. Um, so how, editing styles are different. Um, you have a lot going on within your, I saw, only saw one video, but you had a lot going on at the time. Um, different diffusions and different colors, different scenes, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. do you edit from the, uh, end to the front or do you try to edit from the front to the end?
1: Um, so I always edit, uh, from the front to the end. Mm-hmm. However, it, it really, um, it really depends on the content that I have on the footage that I have. And, uh, whether, it, whether I have the vision of how I want the video to go from the beginning or sometimes I will just randomly go film a whole bunch of things and uh, kind of just piece it together and gotcha. uh, make, make something cool out of that. So it, it really depends on the project that I'm working on and uh, whether I have a specific vision for how I want it to go or if it's kind of just a free range, let it flow type of thing.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I think the best... The free-range type thing, I think, just letting it flow, that's how you get the best content out. But sometimes some people do have a specific um, vision in mind, and you have to mm-hmm. start from the middle. You have to start from the end. You have to start from the beginning. No matter what their point is, as long as you um, – the whole thing is cohesive, and, and, and it looks well put together at the end. Um, I Definitely. I think some people stick to the traditional style of, yeah, I'm going to start from the beginning and work my way through. I have a a, a, a process of how I want to do it. But then the end video is not – like. You know what i'm saying it's not anything special to them yeah it's too yeah. it's too standard it's too traditional it's nothing like oh this stands out and so th- i encourage people to, to switch it up from time to time and see how it leads you because you don't know maybe you don't have a, a, a due date for this video maybe you're just editing on your day off and you're having fun with it so switch it up start from the beginning start from the end and then you have a point of where you can be like hey i can add this in the front instead of midway and blah, blah blah you know what i'm saying
1: Exactly. And it's important to what I also tell people when uh, they're learning how to edit or trying to find their style in their editing and uh, the way that a video looks is try out a bunch of different ways. So take that, take all the footage that you have and throw it in your timeline and edit it one way. And then once you're finished with that, export it, throw all all that footage back in there and edit it a different way and just find all different, uh, a variety of different ways on how to edit it. And then go through all those different end products that you have, and you can really come down to um, a a really cool thing. Or maybe you edited the video three different ways, and then you realize, well, all three of them combined kind of make a really cool video and have a great start, have a great middle, and have a great end and flow really well. And then you kind of take the three things that you learn from those three different edited videos, and then you create a masterpiece. Exactly.
0: I think people just – I mean, I understand it. Um, scared to try something different, scared mm-hmm. to, to get out of your lane or just scared to, uh, or if, I, I, scared is such a harsh thing. It's more of the, I don't, it's the unknown and people are afraid of the unknown. Um, Definitely. So ha- being afraid to fail is a big thing. Um, I think people need to get over in 2019 um, in order to be successful. Cause you can't, if, if you've never scraped your knee, you know what I'm saying? One time, you're always going to be afraid to, I don't even know the analogy I'm trying to say, but you get it. You got to take these yeah. risks, man. You, you got to be proficient. Proficient people don't hit it on the head every time. They, it, they exactly. Fall down. And it,
1: the main thing to remember, and I, I always try to remind people of this, is you're going to fail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you are going to fail if you are trying to accomplish something. And the main thing is to not focus on failing and then quitting. The main thing is to focus on how are you going to grow from that failure? Because you are never going to always be able to succeed. Nothing is ever going to fully go your way. And life gets hard sometimes. And it's always about how you react to what happens and how you pick yourself back up and put yourself back out there to make the best of the situation that you got.
0: We need to talk about persistence because that's exactly what you're saying right now. It's it's key on a scale of one to 100 for you. When, uh, mm-hmm. when you're out on a shoot, it's a hot day, and you just you you're not feeling it, um, but you know you got to get something shot and done. Or when you're mm-hmm. editing a video or shooting a video, working with other people, which is a big one, or yep. just um, by yourself working on uh, the next move. If you're in a slump, how big on a scale of one to hundred or zero to hundred is persistence for you?
1: Uh, persistence. I mean, it, like you said, persistence is key, and uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to stay persistent and motivated sometimes when every when when nothing is going your way Mm -hmm. and when nothing is lining up the way that you want it and everything is kind of just going bad but uh you have to realize that you have a choice in life in every single thing that happens and you can either make the right choice which is going to be a little bit harder and you're probably going to have to sacrifice more and it's going to probably take more effort or you can make the easy choice and there's there's a big difference between making the right choice and the easy choice, and the right choice will lead you down the path to get to where you want to be, and the easy choice will never will always make it more difficult. If you make the easy choice in the beginning, it's going to make life more difficult. If you make the dif- difficult choice in the beginning, it's going to make life a lot more easy.
0: You sound you sound very mature for a 20 year old. Um, have you <laughs> have you already been thrown these detours in your life that has. Uh, forced you to be persistent and take that, uh, um, the right route. Have you already been through that?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I had a, I had a difficult childhood. Um, I mean, I had parents who uh, got divorced when I was very young and, uh, they, uh, had a pretty, um, hard, uh, relationship for, for a very long time. And, um, that took a toll on, on me and, uh, my mental health and how I dealt with myself and, uh, how I viewed the world. And, uh, for a long time, I, I, I blamed a lot of things on other people and uh, I, I always kind of just took myself and I said, why me and why is this happening and what's the point of trying if nothing's ever going to go my way? And uh, it took a long time for me to really learn that, you know, I, I have this choice and I can't blame my lack of successes on anyone else besides myself, because at the end of the day, nobody can do anything for me besides me. And I have to make that choice to pick myself back up, like I was saying. And like you were saying about persistences, you, you got to do it for you. And uh, nobody, nobody can make that choice for you besides you.
0: Yeah, man. I think a lot of people will benefit from hearing this. And I'm, I'm very excited to put that out. Because um, not many people get that that early. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff is handed to them or they had a really easy childhood and now they're out in the real world and stuff is just – how do you handle adversity? Is another big thing. Like you just gotta take it on the chin and then continue to, to thrive and doing what you want to do. You know what I'm
1: saying? I, I totally agree. I mean i've I've had a I've had a very mm. love hate relationship with adversity, and uh, it's it's just important that um, you realize that that life isn't fair, and some people are gonna have a lot easier life than you, and some people are gonna have a lot harder of a life than you, and uh, you just gotta make those choices to uh, make your life better and. And not uh, wallow in self pity when things get hard. You gotta really make the decision to uh, to to make the best out of any situation you got, because that's all you can do.
0: And then imagine when you get um, you get through those hardships, you go through those difficult times, you push past adversity, and then you can you can reflect on when, once your life gets to where you wants to be. You know what I'm saying? When you get that, actually get to the high road. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people only see the high road from the Instagrams and the social medias. They never see the hardships that come with it, the the long days of shooting the X, Y, and Z. And so when you get there to that pinnacle that you're at, you can look back and reflect and actually be appreciative of the life you were given and uh, what it took to become the person you are that day. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. It feels a whole lot better when – it feels a whole lot better in the long run once you reach that goal that you've been working out so hard up for. That uh, you 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 look back and you reflect on all the the things and all the times that you sacrificed and you weren't sure that you could keep going but you pushed yourself to that because you believed in yourself and then you get to that point and it feels so much better when you made those right decisions um, and and set yourself up to that instead of um, trying to cheat your way there and trying to make those easy easy decisions and whether that's taking advantage of other people or um, trying to uh, make those stupid decisions to. to make those shortcuts and shoot your way to there. It just doesn't feel as good uh, once you reach that goal. If if you don't make those right decisions.
0: And I think it always comes back to get you, you know what I'm saying? Those, those easy, easy moments. What goes
1: around comes around.
0: One thousand, one thousand, one thousand percent, man. And speaking of what goes around comes around, um, are there people that still like you met in other places um, that Mm -hmm. look out for you? as far as um, engagement, shouting you out and stuff like that, since you work with them before and they think you're a great person and you do stuff for them. Does that come full circle for you? Do people uh, still keep in touch wherever you go? Um, Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some people um, I mean, social media is a hard place because uh, it's, it's not um, it's not face to face. You Mm -hmm. don't have that sense of uh, really personable um, interactions. And so Sometimes someone will come to you and uh, they, they seem like they have the best intentions uh, and then you figure out that they don't. And so you kind of just have to take that uh, leap of faith on uh, on people um, and in opportunities and uh, hope, hope for the best. And there's a lot of people that it's turned out great with the interactions that I've had where uh, we've collaborated and I've worked with them and they've worked with me and we've created some amazing things and uh, we still keep in touch to this day. And th- some of those people are all around the world, but I've, I've also done work and I've also done, and I've also talked to people that uh, that screwed me over in the end and, and took advantage of the situation. And so um, it, it's, it's a, it's a trial and error with, with everything in life. I mean, you're always going to run into people who um, either have the best intentions for you, or um, have, have every intention to take advantage of you, and right. you just have to work around that and deal with that.
0: Yeah, I hate that you have to have bad business with somebody, but um, I think uh, it's really how you were taught. Uh, exactly. What kind of village you're a part of. Uh, if, if people think doing business means you have to screw somebody over, uh, you learn from it, and you know not to deal with it anymore. It doesn't mean you have any animosity towards them. It depends on the situation, of course, but mm-hmm. you don't have to. Screw them, or I'm gonna fight you every time I see you. You don't have to do any of that. You just gotta to continue to grow and learn from it, and recognize the next time someone's gonna do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: And with with, with karma and with what comes around goes around, mm-hmm. it, it's all about treating people the way you want to be treated. The golden and, rule. Uh, exactly. It's it's what our parents told us ever since we were super super young is treat people how you want to be treated. And if you interact with people in a nice way, and you support them, and you do everything you can to bring them up they will bring you up in return unless they have ill intent. And uh, sometimes it's hard to find that ill intent, but you got to continue to live your truth and do the best you can to treat those other people in the way that you want to be treated. And the majority of the time, those other people will treat you the way that you treated them because uh, most, most people are, are, are good and most people have that compassion.
0: I feel like with such a positive attitude, um, people naturally gravitate towards someone like yourself. Um, and being so young and being lively, you can you can shake and maneuver to and do different things at different times. Uh, and being mm-hmm. that influencer, you know, what I'm saying you have a you have a good following on your uh, social medias. Um, how did mm-hmm. you, how did you did did it all of a sudden blow up to nine thousand, ten thousand, or did you gradually um, accrue followers over time?
1: Um, you know, I. I really didn't get into um, trying to expand my engagement and my, and my follower and my fan base um, until I started until actually until I, I dropped out of college and and realized that this whole thing was what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, it, it was a lot of me and just trying to, follow a lot of big accounts that um, I really wanted to um, express what I wanted to do and and how they projected themselves and their message and I tried to align myself with with that kind of group of people in that fan base and then um, I uh, also had a lot of help one of my really good friends Kevin um, who I went to high school with he um, has kind of gotten into the social media management uh, side of everything and so he's been helping me out a lot lately uh, over these past probably six or seven months with um, how to grow my engagement and uh, how to grow my interactions and really how to um, connect with the people that are following me and, uh, and all that type of stuff that are commenting on my, on my content, on my pictures and videos and, and everything like that. So, I mean, it, it, nothing really blew up overnight. It's not like the stereotypical uh, social media thing that you see where I just had uh, one really cool picture, one really cool video where uh, I just got a bunch of people following me. It was kind of uh it was a long-term um, thing that I'm still working at today.
0: You're going to have to get me in contact with him, man, cuz <laughs> yeah, man, cuz only it's only been like the last I got to say two two something months I've actually uh um I'm trying to look at it right now, matter of fact. I I've, I've gained um over 4,000 profile views in the past whatever and like mm-hmm. every day and that's awesome for me cuz have never I never ever had that. I finally got to I'm almost at 2600. Um, That's amazing. Get, um, yeah, for me, like I'm just I'm, I'm old and washed. Like, <laughs> like I no <know> longer <laughs> in college. I don't play football no more. I'm just here, and so I'm just trying to trying to get the following count. I'm trying to get the engagement up. I, I don't really know where to begin with that, but I'm sure I can Google something or talk to somebody. Um, yeah,
1: well, I mean, I mean, my best advice, and I, I have a lot of people that DM me about this too. I was talking to uh, I forgot his name, but I was talking to this uh, one other kid that I just met um, who actually DM me while I was in Mexico City. And uh, he he just randomly hit me up and he asked me, hey man, I, I love your account and I see that you have a great connection with your followers mm-hmm. and you um and you really try to be personable with everyone that come that you come in contact with. So how can I grow my account and and kind of do what you're doing? And the best advice that I can give to people is, uh, one, do do this because you want to do it and make sure that this is what you want to do, because inevitably that's going to, that's going to be what motivates you. If this isn't fully what you want to do, you're not going to invest all of your time and your love and your money into it. Um, and second it's um, find, find what people like and find what people are uh, really interested in. And which was my point about the, the accounts that I follow that I want myself to resonate with. And so, Um, kind of surround yourself around that social media group of those specific kind of people who uh, like that specific kind of content. And then also what we talked about earlier is connect with the people that follow you is really, even if it's hard, like a lot of people get to that point of ego where they get to thousands, tens of thousands of followers where they're like, well, I'm better than that to, I don't, I don't need to talk to someone who has a hundred followers because that's not going to benefit me. It's like, it is going to benefit you because if you're able to make a connection, a real personable connection with the people following you, they're going to be far more invested in what you post and your message. And they're going to go tell all their friends because they talked with you and they see that you're a real person and you're really there to not only post the content and create this content, but you're there for them as well. It's not just a selfish thing.
0: Yeah, I have a uh, I have a co-host that's starting with me uh, sometime soon. I think uh, we're trying to get something done next week. But he asked he asked a question, and i kind of um, no, excuse me. I asked him the question of if this podcast does take off and gets attention from a network or something like that, um, other than the Caffeine Network LLC, shout out to them. Um, but if if it does take off, and they ask us to, if they, we have a sp- uh, a producer now. And they asked mm-hmm. us to talk about said content that we don't necessarily agree with, or I don't necessarily agree with. Um, would we still go with that? And I had to sit back and listen to his answer. Um, but then he asked me the same thing: what would be the what would be the endpoint of that? Because um, you you have a specific message on this podcast It's to promote creatives and have the people listen to it and get motivated mm-hmm. to get up out their seat out of their comfort zone and go own something to go do something that they think they could never have done in the first place. why are you unqualified to do something that you feel you want to do and so if, if that is compromised, I think that would be like the the end all for me like i couldn't be a part of something if they said hey we're not going to talk about motivating people anymore we're going to talk about Cloud chasing or something like that. I I don't think. Yeah. I don't think if maybe if I was another person, like if I didn't already start this whole thing about motivating people, I don't think I could have done that. You know what I'm saying? But if I was another person, mm-hmm. maybe I could have. But that I don't want to compromise the people that actually got with me from the day one podcast, and then uh, I switch upon them and they don't they don't like me anymore or they don't want to listen to this anymore. I, I that would hurt inside to not yeah uh, produce something that I myself like and at the same mm-hmm. time my listeners
1: would like to like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I totally agree. And uh, there's one thing that you said um, when you were, when you were talking right there that uh, I want to challenge you on is you said if this podcast blows up, I want to challenge you to to manifest and don't say if, say when. You gotta believe in yourself and what you're doing. And if you if you kind of give yourself that half doubt where oh well, if this happens. It's not if if you truly believe in yourself and what you do and you want to make this work, it's not if, it's when because you know that your hard work is going to pay off because no matter what happens, you're going to make this work and you're going to do it because you want to do it. And so I challenge you to instead say if, say when. Okay.
0: I can do that. No, I'm I'm all for challenges, bro. You got to you got to believe in yourself. That's probably the first mm-hmm. step for any creative, any well, not even a creative, anybody on this planet. Um, definitely you got to have that belief in yourself and if you're dedicated to what you're doing I, it's going to happen for you so yes when this podcast blows up if i no longer am with the catfish network um and another network want to picks me up we can talk we can do it do go. the damn thing and we can uh, get it rocking from there um there you go fantastic bro you're you're a good dude man thank you <laughs> you're a good thank person. you um, you are
1: too. I, I I love this. This is this is amazing, and it's a great uh, conversation. Thank you, right? Thank you for this opportunity. I mean, I love talking to you, and I love I love doing this and sharing our stories. I
0: feel like so many people have interesting things to say, and I, I, I feel that more so towards the creatives. That's why I want to interview them. And when you said content mm-hmm. creator, content director, I was like, he has to have some type of vision, bro. Like I, I want to talk to him about it. And certain people do certain things, and it's it's good to get that message out, especially when you have that little boy or girl. Um, or a teenager or whoever might be getting into photography and say, hey, I might want to do this. Oh, I know Sean. Like, oh, my God, he's uh, interviewed. I'm trying to hear everything he has to say. And so to, to have that person look at you in that way, and somebody might even look at me like that, that way. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure, but it might happen. It might be happening right now. I want them to know, like, we're doing something positive, and that's the world we want to create for them you know what I'm saying?
1: And that's, that's what I loved when you, when you first came to me. And that's, that's what sparked me to want to do this was I I love the message that you were sending with this podcast and, and the entire vision that you have for where you want this to go and what message you want to send. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think you're doing something amazing here.
0: Thank you, bro. Um, so is the spotlight. So we were talking about being in, uh, being, uh, Influencers for people and and if little kids look up to you, if if teenagers, adults want to look up to you, um, is the spotlight always on you when you go out? Do you you enjoy that kind of stuff?
1: Um, You know, I I always want to inspire people, but uh, I think that with how social media is now and uh, the way that um, quote unquote influencers influence in Mm -hmm. today, um, I think that this idea of the spotlight has kind of gotten um has kind of gotten clouded i think that we we kind of think of this spotlight as like fame and fortune and uh being able to go into a louis vuitton store and buy half the store or uh hanging out with all these uh all these crazy a-list artists and celebrities and um that's that's not the spotlight that i want the spotlight that that i want and that i'm thriving for is uh, is to inspire people and to drive people to do what they want to do. And so um, it's not a big deal for me uh, with the spotlight. I mean, I couldn't care whether I have a million people watching me or one person watching me. I mean, I love a million people watching me so that I can get my message out there more. But it's really just it's really about if I'm doing what I'm doing, people will eventually gravitate towards me because uh, it, it takes a while. It, it takes patience to, um, spread what you want to do. And, uh, people don't uh, always quickly come straight towards you. It it takes a while and it takes a lot of repetition to get where you want to be. Um, but uh, inevitably, yes, I, I, I I definitely, I, I do like the spotlight because it grants me that ability to help people and to motivate people.
0: Gotcha. Um, no, I gotta, I gotta wrap my head around that answer, man. That was awesome. Um, (laughs) do you have a good supporting cast around you? Cause you just, you just, you said this whole thing just now, mm-hmm. but sometimes what we want, we need the extra, extra help sometimes. I'm not going to say every yeah. time because we get stuff moving on our own, but the yeah, people around yeah. you, do you have a good supporting cast around you?
1: Um, for a long time, I didn't oh. for, for a very long time. I didn't. Um, I had, I've always had a, a weird way of thinking. And, and, um, like you kind of said earlier, uh, I've kind of always been a little bit wiser upon my years and I, I've kind of been looked at as the weird person with this weird vision that, um, I, I never, everyone always thought that my head was up in the clouds and I had this thing that I wanted to do that no one really thought that I could do. And, uh, so I, my mom was, has always been an amazing person in my life and she has always elevated me to be the best person that I could possibly be. And so, um, Through it all, she's been my main supporting cast. And uh, from a friend standpoint, I didn't have a lot of friends in middle school and high school and all that type of stuff. Uh, I had a lot of people that doubted me. But um, what really drove me and what I'm very happy about was I fed off that doubt. I loved when people doubted me because it gave me a reason to not only prove myself right that I could do it, but to prove to these other people that your judgment isn't going to stop me because I believe in myself and I'm not going to let you bring me down and make myself think that I can't do it.
0: Damn. I'm sorry. Like I, I was thinking about my, <laughs> I don't think about my high school. I mean my, my middle school days. I hated middle school. I, I feel like those three <laughs> years just blinked out of my head, <laughs> but uh, elementary school is fire Middle school was awful, and as soon as I hit my growth spurt in high school, everyone wanted to be my friend because they knew I could I could do some things. <laughs> yeah, I, I was and never. I, I don't think anyone likes middle school though. I don't think anyone on this planet ever liked their middle school years. I know my yeah. wife doesn't. She talks about it all the time like she hated middle school. <laughs> I hated middle school. Like I just I was I was that weird weird age. I didn't know who I was really. I didn't have mm-hmm. cool clothes, and everybody was trying to just figure out who they were at one time. And it's just like one big cluster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah
1: yeah i mean i I had some i had some really good close friends i mean what was always good was i was never down with with the fake people um and Mm -hmm. i have always been really good at at reading people and spotting people's intentions and so um i i surrounded myself with people that um i truly saw that we could elevate each other and that we supported each other and it wasn't kind of just half-ass um half-ass like supporting and well, I'm kind of going to support you because I know you're going to blow up. So i will capitalize off that. It was more of I know these people are going to stick by my side, whether I'm all the way down in the trenches or I'm soaring high, because if you stick by my side, I'm going to bring you up. And if you show that you're loyal to me, I'm loyal to you. And I will do everything once I make it that I will make sure that you are well compensated and that you are well loved because you were there for me. And so I will always be there for you.
0: I take that approach with a lot of people nowadays, man. Because uh, not uh, reasons and seasons, I guess, man, because not everyone's here to stay. Um, mm-hmm. They are here to teach us for whatever reason they are here. Um, but you got to take it with a grain of salt, man. Uh, but once you figure out how to how to um, approach the situation of, hey, I, I'm looking at you in a way to see if you're if you're here for mm-hmm. me or if you're just here for the clout for these 10,000, hundreds of thousands followers. You're trying to get something off of me. What can I do for you? But once we see what we can do for each other, that's that's what I'm looking for. Like are we, are we really in this thing for the long haul? You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: And it's, it's such an important mindset to have that it's important to be grateful for every situation and experience that you go to go through, whether that's one of the worst parts of your life or one of the highest, happiest parts of your life is Mm -hmm. everything that happens has made us into the people that we are today. And there's been some terrible things that some, some very bad decisions I've made and some mistakes that I've made that, have set me and my family up to to really be in a very hard spot. But uh, we've always worked through it, and I've always worked through it, and it's made me a greater person today because I took the bad decisions that I made and I took the mistakes that I made, and I turned it into how do I learn from this and how do I grow from this to make this situation better and make sure that I don't make this mistake the next time.
0: Gotcha. Um, do you say that – or excuse me, would you say that you have a top supporter – um, as of today,
1: yeah, I I would really say that my mom is my top supporter. Um, she's she's amazing, and she has just always always pushed me to uh, to be a better person. I'm forever forever grateful for uh, what she's done for me to help me. Um, she's always made those sacrifices as a mother um, for, should. For the, as a mother should. I mean, she's she's been uh, the a better mother than I could have ever ever asked for. And I mean, I've put her through a lot of things that a that a teenage son has put their moms through and uh she uh i really put her through the ringer a few times but um man i i love i love her so much and i'm so grateful for everything she's done for me
0: i um i recorded last week with a guy kevin williamson shout out to him he uh we were recording on mother's day um and so i uh i want to ask you did you do anything cool on mother's day
1: yeah, so we, um, we have a tradition, me and uh, my mom and my stepdad and my sisters, uh, we always go and do a little picnic with my mom um, up at this kind of scenic uh, place in Portland, and it's called Piddock Mansion. And so um, we went up and uh, we had a little picnic, and we uh, set up the baskets and got some uh, sandwiches, and we got my mom a nice bottle of wine because she loves wine and uh so she had had her uh she had a couple glasses of wine up there and we all got her her cars and everything and Mm. you know there was there was some of the shedding tears from what we wrote on our cards and everything but we had an amazing time and um she's she she never wants anything special she just always says that i don't need you guys to buy anything just as long buy anything for me is just as long as i spend the day with you and and we get to just enjoy it as a family, and I get to be there with you guys. That's all that matters. And ever, so we had an amazing Mother's Day. That's awesome, bro. I'm happy to hear that.
0: Um, do you ever bring her on set with you, or if she if it's close by, or do you ever go out and just shoot together? You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: um, we haven't shot together. Um, I she's she's really busy. So my mom works for Nike, and so she's really busy with her job. Um, it's a very stressful job that she works, and so she's. In the office a lot, and she does some amazing things, and she's very hardworking. But uh, I had a uh, open house that um, for for my agency um, about a month ago, where we got to um, show to uh, it's a called Design Week Portland, and they encapsulate kind of all the a bunch of creative things that are happening in Portland, and uh, my my company got uh, featured in that, and I created a uh, editing reel for our company. Um, that got shown to uh, for Design Week Portland, and we had an open house at our company office, and I was able to bring my mom and a few of my friends and my stepdad, and uh, she was really happy and she's really proud, and yeah, um, yeah. she just loves she loves to see that that I'm I'm doing well after everything that we've gone through and everything that's happened, and uh, she's just she's she's happy and she's proud and loves everything that I'm doing and where I'm at.
0: Is there any way possible <laughs> that um? <laughs> I can get in contact with someone at Nike so I can start branding their stuff on this podcast because I see people put in ads and stuff like that. I would love because a lot of my followers are, I want to do, obviously everybody is welcome to listen and get creative and and do their own stuff. But I I speak uh, as a millennial. um, Mm -hmm. I speak a lot for the younger crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. Younger crowd loves Nike. I'm wearing Nike shoes. Uh, I got a Nike. Oh, excuse me. I'm fake. I got to do this head on. I had a Nike house <laughs> <way around. laughs> earlier. But um but I would love to talk to somebody at Nike to try and um try to bring my followers like a discount code or something like that. So I can be affiliate marketing or something like that. Um okay. anyway, um that I could speak to your mom about it or if she could if she has any type of insider hookup um that can um, with somebody.
1: Uh I do not personally know i know that nike is uh is is pretty strict on on who they affiliate with and and what they go through but um i can it never hurts to ask and so uh i can um, definitely see what i can do and um and talk to her and whether just get some advice to her on on who you can talk to and how to get in contact or if uh she can help personally but um i'll definitely have to see nike is nike is very difficult um (laughs) i I I have learned that the hard way as i as i've tried to uh do some some branding stuff with them um, it, it's they're they're very strict on who they who they like to go for so um, but I, I, I can definitely ask
0: I wouldn't assume that you would have any trouble not just because your mom is affiliated with them but like the fact that you your your brand is a positive brand um, mm-hmm. you always you're in good places with good people around you in your photos you don't post any BS on your uh, social you're not in any yeah. race wars and stuff like that I, I, I'd assume that they'd want someone with notoriety such as yourself Um uh, to be a part of, part of Nike's branding.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the hard thing with Nike, which there's, they're starting to switch now, but, uh, Nike has, um, maintained, a um, a really athlete only stance. Mm. And, um, they only up until these last few years where they've, uh, brought on big names like Kevin Hart. And, uh, I mean, they used to do things with Kanye in the past, but they don't like to talk about that. With yeah, what Kanye kind of did to Nike, but, um, they, they, they've, Really took a stance on on only um, p- only personalizing themselves in athletes and not so much influencers and that type of stuff. And so that's kind of what makes it hard um, to to do that unless you are a very big name athlete.
0: So now I'm gonna I'm gonna interview an athlete now. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, I'm gonna make a new podcast for an athlete. I don't know, um, but that, that's cool. That's good to know. I, I, I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt as well. Um, yeah. All I can do is reach out. I mean, there, there's no real. I've I've never been afraid of the word no. Okay, yeah. you told me no. Time to time to keep on pushing, man. I, I got life to live. Um, exactly. So, a uh, a picture, a picture is worth a thousand words. Correct.
1: Yeah, definitely, I would agree.
0: Um, what would your artwork say about you?
1: Um, I, I think there's a. Uh, there, it really depends on, on some of the things I post. I mean, some, sometimes, um, a a picture is, is nothing more than what, what it is at face value. And, uh, other times there's a specific pose or, um, with some of the videos that I, that I film, um, there's a, there's a really cool backstory to the way that, uh, that I filmed it or the way that I edited it. And, um, so sometimes I'll, I, I try to make something, um, really, um, resonate with a meaning um but but other times i try not to but I, overall i i really try to take the stance of i want what i do to inspire people and so that's what i try to uh try to try to make my pictures and my my videos speak
0: um just looking at your page uh right now mm-hmm. you have a lot of artwork with uh i've me photos with a young young lady um yes who is that
1: Uh, that is my girlfriend, Hannah. Was Um, she
0: be considered your muse by any sense? um,
1: We, uh, our, our relationship has been pretty new so far. Um, Mm -hmm. so there, there, uh, I don't, I don't know for, I guess the message that, that I've kind of taken hasn't really been my muse, but there's, there's definitely been, um, some really cool things that her and I have done together. Uh, like those pictures that you've seen, and uh, one of the most recent uh, content videos that I have, I believe it's my second most recent video on my uh, on my page that I posted that um, I filmed behind the scenes of her modeling, and um, it's awesome, and it's it's cool that from a from a goal oriented standpoint, her and I have been able to feed off each other very well, and uh, we kind of push each other and, and and motivate each other and and uh, that type of stuff. It's it's awesome.
0: I got you, man. It's important. Uh, I like the. I spoke on this. A few, maybe a month ago, but it's important Mm -hmm. to have um, a a, a supporting cast within the household. Um, Mm -hmm. When I say within the household, I mean I'm married, so that's what I mean by it. (sighs) But um, I have a girlfriend that's that's supportive of what you do, and just so happens, she models too, and she looks good in these photos, you two look good together. Um, It's Mm -hmm. it's something to piggyback off of, like if you want to do something like this, and she said, no, let's try this, and you're thinking, oh man, why didn't I think that in the first place? That's that's the type of muse I'm talking about. Like definitely. the person that has your best interest at heart, like, hey, we could post this on this day at this time and then hit him with this when it completes the other you know what I'm saying? It's kinda like yeah. it's kinda like you're feeding off the energies, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's important definitely. to have that.
0: Um Dang. has she been modeling for long as well?
1: Uh, Yeah, she's been she's been modeling for longer than I have. I I believe she's been doing it for about six or seven years now. Mm -hmm. Um, But she uh, she's kind of taken a more um, freelancing side. She she doesn't necessarily agree with uh, with signing with an agency. And uh, she really wanted to take it into her own hands and do this. Um, It's also hard for girls modeling is uh, height is a very big thing. And um, girls, it's very strict on the height that you need to be. Um, especially for runways is they need to be about five ten, five five eleven, five nine around there and uh, my girlfriend is five one, five two I think and so she's she's super short and so kind of doesn't live up to the standard of what the agencies want and uh, doesn't she doesn't necessarily agree with that standard as well. and so she's kind of taking that that stance of uh, I'm gonna prove people wrong as well in my own way.
0: I must have missed that. she's five one.
1: Yeah, she's, she's a lot shorter than uh, she actually, the first time we met, um, we actually met through Instagram, she, she DM'd me and uh, that's how we first started talking and then we ended up meeting up and uh, the first thing that I said to her was, you are a lot shorter than I thought you were. 100%. And, uh, she, and she, she laughed and it was, it was pretty funny. Oh, she has a sense of humor, that's
0: big. Sometimes yeah, when I get yeah. my jokes off, my wife likes to give me the, the eyes and I know to shut, shut up.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I, I get that. I get that side, too. I definitely
0: get that side, too. Oh, man. I think I'm doing this on purpose because she's going to listen to this and be like, Marcus, why did you? Nah, whatever. Um, but So if we're talking about challenges within modeling and height is a requirement or something like that for, for females, but men don't have this. Do you ever think about starting your own company, like your own LLC or your own whatever to incorporate all heights and sizes and whatnot?
1: Um, I think that if I was trying to uh, really make uh, modeling specifically my main goal I definitely that definitely would be something that um, I would do. Um, but I think that uh, with, with what I'm trying to do uh, mainly as taking the stance of a content creator, um, modeling is just kind of one of one of the things that I do um, mm-hmm. but not the main thing. And so, um, I I don't think that I would personally um, take that take that avenue, but uh, I, I definitely think that that would be a great idea. I mean, um, men from the from the men side of modeling, uh, one of the things that a lot of people deal with, and and what I kind of deal with is um, there's the there's a body standard, um, and you kind of have to be really toned and uh, not not bodybuilder buff, but you have to have this kind of specific Ken doll body look. And for me, I've always been pretty skinny and try and, and, and always battled with trying to gain weight and gain muscle and all that type of stuff. Um, thankfully, I didn't run into a lot of problems with that, although there were a few times where I just didn't have the body that the company who was casting for wanted. But uh, that that is one thing that a lot of guys have trouble with, with modeling. Um,
0: so more on the side of your content content director. So you can have, um, say if you, if you did make your own company or whatever, you would partner with uh, different clothing lines or shades or whatever your Mm -hmm. shoes and stuff like that. And then you would, um, you would be the director of how that would look for that company. You like brand marketing, like you would, you could build some people up and then go to the next project or something like that. Some along those lines.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. If, if I were to do something like that, I would, uh, definitely try to, um, um, incorporate that sense of, uh, Allowance for for everyone mm-hmm. and, and all, all different kinds of people because um, with with the message that I try to try to send with my social media is it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or the color of your skin or how much you weigh or how tall you are or what you look like it's like you can you can do what you want to do you just have to believe in yourself and so um, if I were to do something like that I would definitely be very inclusive to all different types of people. Um, as, as, as long as I, I, I would judge them on, on their motivation and on their heart mm-hmm. and, and not so much on what they look like, um, which, uh, again, is what Martin Luther King said, um, not to judge people on the color of the skin, but the content of their character. And uh, that's that, it's truly important.
0: I think maybe the Hollywoods and the stuff like that have uh, kind of taken an extreme approach to it because um, you have plus size models. You have mm-hmm. the the five tens, five elevens. Obviously, by you and your girlfriend's pictures, she's five one um, height, size, skin color, X, y, and Z does not matter. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes there's there's this, uh, this thing I hate. I really do hate, and I don't use that word hate a lot. But God bless, I hate this when <clears throat> when you have these magazines that promote these these uh, unrealistic unrealistic body goals for women. Yeah, um, I, I know personally, um, women they 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 kind of. Uh, What's what I'm looking for? They they croon and they they, they uh, obsess over looking a certain way just because a magazine said you need to look like this to fit this uh, yeah clothes or whatever like that that blows my mind and they actually take it to heart um, yeah that they can't get to that level like everyone's made differently like it, it, just, it, it's something that's not pushed enough saying hey it's okay to look like you it's okay to love yourself and I don't think that's pushed exactly
1: enough. exactly and you know um, I, I have. I, I I guess I have a a unique way of thinking because even though I I disagree with, with some things um, I also am a very understanding person and uh, I understand um, the the country that we live in and the rights that are granted to us. And um, even though i I may not disagree, or even though I may disagree with, with what someone does or how they run their company, I also come from an understanding place where um, that's their company. And if they choose and they're not doing anything illegal um, and, and they choose to, uh, to do that, then, uh, then that's on them. And uh, if, if they get backlash from that, then uh, they get backlash from that, and they're going to have to deal with that. Um, and so it's, it's kind of uh, that, that hard place for me where I, I don't agree with it and I'm not going to support it, but I also understand that they have every right to do that, and um, that, that's the rights that they're given.
0: Understandable. Um, I think this is a good segue into my next point. Um, mm-hmm. Positivity, love, and compassion are a big factor are big factors on this podcast and so um i always want people to feel comfortable when they're uh, having conversations here and um i've been pretty open in, in past conversations where i interview i played devil's advocate on a few things but with this yeah. one we go into the what you're saying like the the judgment um of of these girls that want to be models or guys that want to be models the if they yeah. don't have the athletic build or they don't have the right hair whatever um so we do live in a very uh, judgmental sensitive and uh, objectified time. Um, mm-hmm. Everything we do is under a microscope. Um, do you feel, or how do you overcome negativity and judgment within your profession? Whether it is the content you release on your own page or the, the um, people you have to work with day to day when modeling. Um, mm-hmm. Love for what you do has to play a big role, I assume. But how do you overcome the, the judgment in your profession?
1: Um, well, I the way that I personally overcome a lot of it is is I know who I am. And, and I believe in the person that I am, and I, I know my own truths. And so when I um, have people who um, come to me and try to spread hate and negativity, um, it, I don't let it affect me, because um, I believe in myself. And uh, these people have a sense of judgment or this opinion about me that they have every right to feel that way, and uh, I'll let them know that hey, I'm sorry you feel that way Um, to each their own is is usually my response to those kind of people. Um, But I'm going to continue doing me. And there's nothing that's going to stop that. And so uh, you can express to me however much you don't like what I'm doing or how you think that I'm being fake or whatever it may be, all the things under the sun that's been said to me. But uh, at the end of the day, this is me. And I'm not going to change who I am just to to please people. And uh, I think that's the stance that a lot of people have to take um, in this world is, um, you really have to just believe in yourself and and don't let other people get you down because there's always going to be people in this world that will say some very mean things to you and that will always doubt you and always try to put you down because that's the ego driven, um, close-minded opinionated person that they are. And it's, it's sad, but that's just some of the people that are out there. And uh, there's there's no changing that. And so uh, one of the amazing things that I always try to live by is uh, is is the Serenity Prayer. And um, it's the serenity to grant, or the serenity to control the things that are in your control, um, the the courage to change the things that you can, and the wisdom to know the difference between the things that you can and cannot change. And once you are able to come to that understanding of knowing what you can control and what you can't control you'll really be able to prioritize the things in your life and what people come to you and say about you.
0: It's powerful, man. I think people do need to learn how to put their foot down. Uh, I think um, people around them need some type of responsibility as well to how to, if you're really down for this person and you're supporting them in whatever they're doing, uh, mm-hmm. tell them on the daily, like, hey, I believe in you. Hey, you should, You should. if you don't want to do this, do not do it type stuff instead of saying, like, hey, we're just going to go with the flow. Wherever it takes us, takes us. But, like, you you can't, you can't say hey I don't I don't approve of someone's telling you you don't approve of something and your man's is next to you or your girl's next to you saying like yeah man I, I think we should no, no no if that person wants to do it you need to support them um in the positive way and don't let naysayers um dictate how you move you know what I'm saying
1: oh of course and I mean th- there's a there's a big difference between um a- expressing um expressing kind of your your ideas of uh, or or fears of of what you think the person is doing and and how they're doing it. Um, there's a difference between the the respectful way of uh, constructive criticism and then um, just just pure hateful judgment. Yep. And so it's it, we have to understand kind of that difference between there because sometimes people are coming to us out of love and and out of support to try to say, hey, maybe you want to change this one way you're doing something, or I think that you could have handled the situation differently. And, and that's helpful. And that that's amazing to hear. And it's always great to I, I love constructive criticism, because I can't grow as a person, unless there are people telling me what I could do better. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just kind of that distinction between what is someone coming to you and saying to you? And is it out of love and support and trying to elevate you? Or is it? truly something that is trying to just diminish you and make you feel bad as a person.
0: I think um, I think a lot of people need to learn how to take uh, creative or constructive, excuse me, criticism. Um, people get mm-hmm. offended pretty easily. I mean, un- understandable, because we're sensitive about our craft. Like, we're sensitive about what we do. Like, that's our baby. That's our child. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, so yeah, once we learn to maybe, maybe not loosen up a bit, but more so uh, embrace what it takes to be great at what you do. And if someone has a helpful comment saying, hey, maybe we can do this. Take yep. it take it in and, and, and uh, recreate it in your, in your mind in a positive way that's not going to um, put you down in the dumps just because someone else didn't like it. They're trying to help you be better.
1: Definitely. Uh, everyone we see that has been successful in life and every, every person that we see in these history books or everyone that has made a change in the world, they didn't do it alone. No, nope. they had some people who gave them the constructive criticism they needed and they had some people that helped them when they couldn't figure out how to do it. And so um, you have to be able to be willing to uh, admit that sometimes you are wrong or sometimes that you can't do it by yourself. And, and you have to reach out and, and give yourself that get yourself that help.
0: 100 um, percent. So we are reaching the conclusion of our interview. Uh, you've been a great guest, man. I, I really do appreciate this conversation. I told Thank myself, you so much I told myself I was gonna stop saying uh calling this uh podcast an interview podcast. It's more of just a regular conversation trying to uh make sure that the audience um that don't that does not know you knows you inside mm-hmm. and out by the time you are done. Um, mm-hmm. you've been recording for eighty minutes and that's awesome. I don't really go above an hour uh most <laughs> of the time so um in marked up podcast fashion, I do want to uh, ask you one more thing um mm-hmm. for all the listeners at home, at work, um, on the grind, doing whatever you got to do to make this money, um, I want you to give a positive note. Um, So would you please tell the listeners uh, one piece of advice that you'd give someone looking to do what you are doing?
1: Do not let fear control your life. Fear is a concept that your consciousness creates that holds you back from accomplishing extraordinary things. So never be afraid to put yourself out there and do something that scares you and, and put yourself outside of your comfort zone because the only way that you're ever going to accomplish some crazy things that people think your head up, your head is up in the clouds about is you're going to have to do something that scares you. And that's something outside of your comfort zone. So just never be scared to do something that you really want to do. Don't let fear control your life.
0: Bless that message, bro. For real. Um, and so at the end of the podcast, we usually do uh, shout outs uh, of your social medias, uh, your Snapchats, Twitters, your Instagram, stuff like that, and anyone else of importance that is around you with your brand and what you're trying to accomplish. So if you would like to go ahead and shout that out, please do. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, make sure you follow my Instagram is uh, at Um If you have a hard time spelling that, my K-A-I-K-O-A is K-E-K-O-A. Uh, my YouTube is YouTube.com slash Sean Twitter is Sean K-A-I-K-O-A. And um make sure that you go follow uh, my girlfriend. Uh her at is at the Hannah Hawkins. Um and uh yeah, I think that's 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 my shout outs.
0: And I'll make sure to add that um into whatever I post online. Um I finally recorded Perfect. I finally recorded on my new my Nikon uh, everything. So I, I can spice some clips together and stuff like that. But I'm definitely gonna um uh what when is the best when when do you think I should post this? Because I usually post on Saturdays. I usually mm-hmm. don't really post, or excuse me, I don't uh, interview midweek. Um, do you want me to post it immediately for your fans, or um, should I just stick to my normal Saturdays?
1: Um, I, really, it's up to you. I mean, uh, I, I think it would be cool for uh, as soon as possible. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you need time to um, to edit things up and to uh, make finishing touches, then it, that's up to you. I mean, uh, I, I'm really good with whenever you're whenever.
0: Because usually I, I take a few days and I listen to the podcast once or twice just to make sure everything sounds good, or I got to EQ stuff out, or if I, I send it to the person because if they want me <laughs> to take something out, maybe they said something they didn't want to be heard or whatever. Uh, I <laughs> send it to them and we can take it out. But I feel really confident about this conversation just because it 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 was smooth. You know what I'm saying? One of my more smooth uh, conversations with people. um
1: uh, I, I loved it. I mean, it, it flowed. It flowed amazing. Yeah. It, it was great.
0: And so I probably um I probably just throw it up on Spotify and um. Uh, probably today or tomorrow Um, and then I can just chop up different clips and keep sending those out on the page I gotta get better at posting I'm really really (laughs) bad at uh, Instagram I just got back on not too long ago Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really bad at it but I'm trying to uh, incorporate more engagement and stuff like that and I know people are gonna love uh, what you've said just because of what I'm gonna uh, throw out their little little clips and stuff so
1: well awesome thank you and I mean uh, if you ever need any help with, with video editing stuff or uh, if you have any questions with, with what I know and what I do, I'm always here to help as well. So never hesitate to, uh, to hit me up. Um, and and I was going to
0: get into that uh, conversation just because I, I love uh, Premiere. I love After Effects more than Premiere. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been playing with that since uh, 2015 or 16. I, like I said, okay. I went back to school for graphic design, graphic communications. And so mm-hmm. um, a lot of the stuff I did um, with Clemson's football team uh, as an intern, a little side thing, was just make different stuff for the recruits and stuff, and it was a, it was a wonderful experience. I actually got to do a lot of cool stuff um, until I moved and um, stopped communication with them and stuff like that. But um, uh-huh. we can always have that conversation because I'd, I'd love to learn different editing styles and and what I can incorporate into videos and stuff and how to how to make it interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm gonna get a new yeah. camera sooner or later. I'm gonna go start shooting stuff and putting stuff together for me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not super familiar with After Effects. I just started getting into it and learning it, but uh, Premiere uh, Pro is is wow. my home, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. so I I have been working with that for three years straight now, and um, so I'm I'm very familiar with that. So if you ever need anything helpful with uh, Premiere Pro, I definitely got you, and I'll probably end up trying to hit you up to get some help with After Effects because it's confusing for these first few times that I've tried to use it. I
0: would love to teach you, man. You're you're a good yeah. guy, man. God, God, I can't get over how good you are. All right. No, we're definitely, we'll definitely have that conversation, man. Save my number. Definitely. Um, thank will, you for being open. Uh, so we can have this conversation. I know a lot of people are going to, um, uh, receive this very well. And, um, if there's anything else you want to say, um, I think we're good, bro.
1: Yeah. Uh, just thank you so much for having me. And this was an amazing opportunity and, uh, I'm really glad that we connect and uh, have this talk.
0: Yes, sir. Um, I'm gonna leave you to the rest of your Wednesday morning, or I guess it's, uh, it's 1220. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna leave you to the rest of your Wednesday afternoon. Um, Tell your girlfriend, I say hello. I um, And so enjoy your day, bro, for real.
1: Thank you so much. You too. I'm in. Peace. All right. Peace. Oh, he's a good guy. <laughs>
0: that was cool.